0: that uh, we have a love from you that we want to pass on, a love that uh, we share so graciously because you have graciously shared it with us. So as we spend this time together, as we look at your word, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So as I said, over the past uh, four weeks, we've been looking at our church's vision. And this is a part of what was called the Healthy Church Initiative. Uh, Just to put a nice little bow on it, we had a a group called a Visioning Team that got together and we looked at what it was that made us uh, uniquely First United Methodist Church of Royce City. And we know that we have a a mission. And that mission is that we are called to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And if you look on the back of your bulletin, I believe we have it printed there alongside of of the vision that you also see up on the screen. But the reason why we came up with this vision was we needed to find a way or, or to put action of how it is as a congregation that we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. So this is the uh, vision that we've been talking about over the past four weeks, and I invite you to read this with me one last time as we conclude this series. Would you please join me? Be gods, you belong here, worshiping together, serving with heart, and growing in faith. You know, I, I, I love those words. Now, one of the main reasons why I love those words is because I know that they're a modifier. They modify and, and they show how we do our, our mission. You know, we, we can put those words aside and just have them there, and they're nice words. But when you, when you put them next to the task of making disciples for Jesus Christ, it makes those words even more powerful, because we serve a God who is powerful. And we should have a vision that, that signifies who it is that we worship. Now, that, that opening line is a line that, that I, I fell in love with back when I was in college the Be Gods, with an apostrophe S, of course. Say, that's who we belong to. We are God's children. And we are called to embody that. You've heard me say several times over this past year that you are ones in whom Christ dwells and delights. And you live in God's unshakable kingdom. You are one in whom Christ dwells and delights. And you live in God's unshakable kingdom. See, that, that's what it means. When we claim the identity of being one of God's, we, we have God's power in us. And the very first thing we do is that we welcome people. You know, uh, and Angela uh, Chapman Manick now, uh, she is uh, the, in charge of our marquee that's out here on 66. And she comes in early on Mondays before it gets really, really hot, and she changes out that marquee, but she's left on the uh, eastbound uh, sign that you, you see driving east. She's left our vision there. And I've loved driving by that marquee and seeing the very first thing. When, when people drive by, they see those words, you belong here. See, our, our goal and our task is to be a welcoming congregation that allows anyone, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what you're going through, what kind of trials, what kind of tribulations, what, whatever's going on in, out, out there, you are always welcomed here. I think Tim, whenever he was doing the offering, he talked about how he has felt just just wrapped up in our our love as a congregation. You know, Trace and I, we felt that ever since we've gotten here. And I know I've heard from several of you, too, that that's why you're here. It's because of that love and that that feeling of, of acceptance of who and whose you are. Then we talked about worshiping together. Worship is one of the most powerful activities that we do as a church. And worship is, is something that we do on Sunday mornings at 8, 30, and 11, but it's worship is not something that we just hold in a, 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 a shell, if you will, or or a container, that we, we look and we say, okay, this is the time we worship, but hopefully when we're done, you feel called to take that worship outside of this building, to share the stories with others, so that the story we, we hold together as a people of faith is a story that others can grasp themselves. And one of the ways that we do that is through service. Yeah. And the past three weeks have been full of service opportunities with Vacation Bible School three weeks ago. Last week was, or two weeks ago, was Mission Trip for our youth. And then Friday was the women's retreat. It was an opportunity for, for us to serve each other and to serve others outside of our congregation. And today we are talking about growing in faith. Because one thing I know is that God loves us how we are, and not as we should be, because none of us are as we should be. But God calls us to continue to grow and to continue to allow that Christ-likeness to be a part of who we are so others may see Christ in us and learn more about who God is. Faith development has always been something that's been a part of my life. I I was born and, and I think the Sunday after mom and dad had me in church and I was always there. I got baptized a month after I was born and would always go to Sunday school classes And back when I was in Sunday school, we had something called a flannel graph board. Anybody remember the flannel graph boards, what I'm talking about? Big old giant green pieces of felt. And Mrs. Wamscon, she was my kindergarten teacher. I I don't remember a lot that she said, but of course that was a long time ago. But I remember she grabbing all of us kindergartners and having us in a semicircle in front of a flannel graph board. and, And she would either read a story... And act out the story on the flannel graph, or she had a record. Whenever she pulled out the record player, we knew that we were in for a treat, especially with a little ding, something about when to turn the page or when to put the little flannel graphs up on the board and everything. We were in heaven, because that was high tech at the time. (laughs) But we loved hearing these stories and, and going home and talking with our parents about what we learned in Sunday school that day, or even going to school and talking about. Sunday school with, with other kids and, and sharing what was happening in, in our church. It was an important part of my life, and you know, that's something that I want us to grasp again, the importance of growing in our faith and having that experience together again. Our scripture talks about ways that we can grow in our faith. It's from Ephesians chapter 3. Verses 16 through 19, hear the word of the Lord. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power throughout through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. To grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I wanted to kind of piece this out bit by bit just to kind of see what benefits we have when we grow in our faith. The first benefit that Paul mentions is that we are strengthened. We are strengthened in our innermost being. See, when we take the opportunity to grow in our faith, we are strengthened. We we have this power that, that comes to us because of, of the stories and and, and the faith development that we have. One of the ways that I see strengthening take hold in our lives is through the practice of gratitude. Tim did a great job of of showing gratitude when we, we collected the offering this morning about how you're giving and how sharing your gifts and your tithes and your offerings allows us to be in ministry. I will admit this past week, towards the end of the week, I got a little down. And uh, when I got into the sanctuary this morning at 8.30 and, and seeing all of you here at 11, it lifted my spirits up because I am thankful for the opportunity to be worshiping with the body of Christ, with my church family. You know, I'm thankful for the love that I have for my from for my wife and for my kids i'm I'm thankful that on Sunday mornings whenever I drive in, it's nice and quiet on highway sixty six and sometimes if I'm driving at the right time, I get to see a beautiful sunrise in the east. And even on those those really, really long days where we may have a meeting or or classes at night and I turn around and I drive home in the other direction on a Highway 66, I get to see a glorious sunset. And I just sit there and I give thanks for all that God has for us. See, when we give thanks, when we allow gratitude to be a part of who we are, God strengthens us. God strengthens us for another day so that we can be in service for him and for others another thing that our scripture points out is that when we are practicing faith development we allow christ to dwell in our hearts through faith galatians 2 20 reminds us that it is no longer i who live but it is christ who lives in me And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. When we allow faith development to take a hold of our lives, when we grow on our faith, we realize that we are no longer our own. But we were bought by a price by Christ who died for us, and we are now a part of his life. And he dwells in us so that when people see me, hopefully, they see Christ in me. When, when I act, whenever I do works of mercy around me, it's not me doing those actions, but it is Christ working through me. The next part of this passage I really love, it talks about being together with all the Lord's holy people. See, faith development is a communal thing. It's something we shouldn't do on our own. Now, it's important to have quiet time where we're able to be with God on our own, but I I feel like when we actually are able to grasp concepts, we are sharing together. The Acts Church saw this in practice. In Acts chapter 2, the Jesus told the disciples to gather in Jerusalem to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. So after Jesus ascended to heaven, they kind of hung around Jerusalem for a while. And during a meeting, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And the second chapter of Acts is all about the works of mercy that those disciples did. And towards the end of that chapter, Acts 2, 46-47, it reminds us that every day the disciples met together in the temple. They ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. They praised God, and they demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. And the Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. Now, I would have to say that I don't think all of that work would have happened if the disciples decided to just to disperse and just to be all over the place. But it, it was that power of being together, sharing their resources, looking and seeing how they can make a difference to the people in Jerusalem. That is when their faith grew. And we saw the, the outcropping of the church after that growing in the different countries, in the different territories, in different cities. It takes the church being together to grow in your faith and understanding. And the thing that we understand is that very last part of our passage, is that when we grow on our faith, we understand how wide, how long, how high and how deep the love of Christ actually is. See, what Paul is pointing out here, he's pointing out the cross. He's pointing out the cross that Jesus died on, how wide from one side to the other, just reaching out as far as the east is to the west, to the highest heavens, all the way down to the deepest earth. That is the expanse of God's love for us. It's a love that we can't outrun. It's a love that is available to us when we are open to accept what God has given to us. So that brings us to the question, what are some of the best ways that we are able to grow in our faith? Well, the first one is simple. We grow on our faith when we take time to meet with God. Now I'm probably as guilty or even more guilty than some of you with this. I know there are days where I get up out of bed and I start running right then and there. Sometimes I'll grab my phone, which is right beside me, I'll check Facebook, I'll check Twitter, I'll check email, I'll check whatever other thing that's out there for me to check, and I realize, whoops, I need to get going. And I hurry to get to the bathroom, I get changed, I brush my teeth, I grab something to eat. And I'm out the door ready to go. And I miss my time with God. Or whenever I get home at night and I'm tired from meetings or activities or going to a baseball game or whatever, the next thing I know I'm laying in bed and I'm asleep. Failing to take that time to meet with God. It reminds me of a story that I heard a long time ago about a man who recently became a christian and he spent all of his days this next to his fireplace opening up the bible praying and spending time with god but then that one day happened where he realized his alarm didn't go off on time so he hurries up and he runs out the front door the next day it happens again and he runs out the front door months pass and then one day as he's getting ready to go out the front door, he looks over by the fireplace and he sees the is going. And he notices that Jesus is sitting there waiting to talk to him. And he hangs his head down and he walks over and he just starts apologizing. God, I'm sorry I've just gotten so busy and I just keep running and running and running. And Jesus looks at him and says, that's Okay. I'm waiting for you. See, my friends, the the great thing about God is that even though we may get too busy, even though we may run out the door, all we have to do is stop, and Jesus will be waiting for us, to talk to us, to meet with us, to share how much he loves us and how much he cares for us. Another way that we grow in our faith is just by digging deeper into God's Word. By taking time just to open up the book and, and reading and understanding what it is that God has for us in these pages. I've started to do a, a, a group of, with a, a few friends called uh, New Room Bands. And in this, uh, the person who puts this together has taken like three or four verses out of Scripture a day and and digs in deep. And I used to brag that I was able to read through the Bible in a year. But when you try to read through the Bible in a year, I think it's a good practice to do. But one of the things that you notice is that you're just reading to read. But you get more out of Scripture when you take time to understand to dig, to, to hear God's voice speaking to you through God's word. And, of course, the best way that we can do this is by meeting together. In your uh, bulletins, you'll see a handout called Growing in Faith, Fall 2017. And some of these uh, Sunday morning classes are already meeting so I wanted to quickly uh, take time just to highlight those classes. And if you're in these classes, please stand up. Uh, the, those, the Joyfully Single class, I know they're kind of meeting. I know uh, Thomas is here, Stephen, that they, they uh, participate in that class. Stand up. They, they meet over here in the sanctuary on, on Sunday mornings. So thanks. In Wesley Hall, with the building over here, the St. John's class. Who's from the St. John's class here? The walls teach the class. Jimmy goes to that class. Any other St. John's? Yeah. They, they're a great class that meets over here in Wesley Hall. And I misspelled this, and I'm sorry. The Steward Memorial class. Richard is the leader. Anybody from the Steward Memorial class, stand up. Yeah, Go ahead. Thank you. And then uh, we have the children's classes. We got some kiddos in here. Yay, okay. Uh, The Family Life Center, which is the building across the way, the big yellow building. We have classes over there. If you're in the Genesis class, I think, got some Genesis class people here. Uh, The Young Family class. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Grace Seekers. Grace Seekers. We got some Grace Seekers in here. And then the youth. Where my youth at? There we are. See, if you are not connected to a, a Sunday school class, seek out one of these people and get connected so that you can grow in your faith with them. Uh, we're starting a new uh, ministry, kind of building on to our Wednesday night jam called Fusion. And this will be an opportunity. We're going to have our Disciple 1 class and our Disciple 2 class meet on for, on Wednesday evenings. We're going to have the choir going again. We're going to have our kids doing Bible study, recreation, a children's choir. we got the children's choir getting ready to start back up again. There are a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening this fall that I don't want you to miss. Not because I want you to be involved and active, but what better way to grow in your faith but to be side by side by your brothers and sisters in Christ, to encourage each other, to to experience life together, to have opportunities to share what God is doing in your life so you may see what God is doing in others. It's a great opportunity to say that You belong here, no matter who you are. You belong worshiping with us, but that's not all that you're called to do. We're called to serve, and we're called to grow in faith. So thank you for all that you do, and I continue to be humbled and honored to be your pastor. Let us pray. Dear God, you have given us many ways to grow in our faith, whether it's uh, spending time in, in, in Bible study, spending quiet time with you, or are actively involved with those around us. Help us to see, help us to feel, help us to experience and to know that we are yours and you are ours. So God, thank you for the opportunity to grow and to share our faith with others. And we pray this in the strong name of the one who gives us life and life abundantly, Jesus our Lord. Amen.